Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and sticks with Bax and Nagel at Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Mostly sunny with a high of 44. Even nicer for tomorrow. Mostly sunny with temperatures getting up to about 48. It's about 23 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Listen, if you're going to be listening to the podcast later on, you should know it's brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got you back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford and Holyoke. No reason to miss a Bax and Nagel show. Absolutely not. This morning, America's pleasure coach, Dr. Sadie Allison, will join us. We're going to talk about uh, new implements of pleasure for Valentine's Day. And there's more beyond that, too. Facts and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Led Zeppelin with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 46. It is 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Are you ready for the biggest giveaway in Super Bowl ad promotions history? Um, sure. DoorDash wants to give one lucky winner one of everything being advertised during the Super Bowl on Sunday. They've already started a list of prizes, and it just keeps on growing. So far, they cl- include a BMW i5 M60 electric vehicle. Where the hell am I going to put that? A Kia EV9 SUV. What am I going to do with that? And it's yet to be announced Volkswagen uh, model. Uh, Clydesdale horse saddle. Now that no, I could use. I want the whole Clydesdale. I don't want just the saddle. That seems like I'm getting gypped. I want the saddle just to make it feel like it's my birthday at the roadhouse. Yeah, there you go. You can do that every night. Hey, it's your birthday again. Yeah, and then I got like a whole staff of waiters and waitresses, you know, clapping and singing my happy birthday. A thousand Popeye's wings to be redeemed at your convenience. That's not bad. I don't have to eat them all at once. No. That's good to know. 80 drumstick ice cream cones. Oh, man. Where's the drumstick company getting all this money to put up $5 million for a Super Bowl ad? That's a I lot of money for an ice cream cone company, don't you think? You got to spend money to make money, Steve. I mean, those things are what, 30 cents for a, a bar? <laughs> I don't well, know. Probably you, more than that. I can't now. remember the last time I bought a whole box of drumsticks. Actually, the last time I bought one of those was when they were 30 cents each. Yeah, that shows you how far away you are from it. A 30-pound bucket of mayonnaise. Well, we could always use that. 288 packages of peanut butter M&Ms. 60 bottles of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. A FanDuel Kick of Destiny helmet. FanDuel Kick of Destiny helmet. Okay. To win, you have to crack the code in the actual DoorDash ad, then enter it at the website DoorDashAllTheAds.com. And again, only one person is going to win all of this stuff. No partridge in a pear tree? Nope. No five golden rings? No. Well, they should throw some Super Bowl rings in there as well. Might as well. If you're going to do that. Uh, a 30-second ad for this year's Super Bowl costs $7 million, which is about the same as last year. I remember doing this a couple of years ago, and it was $5 million. And we thought that was outrageous. Yeah. Some of the new ads revealed yesterday include Uber Eats commercial featuring, featuring David and Victoria Beckham, Jennifer Aniston, David Schwimmer, Jelly Roll, and Usher. Matthew Perry surprisingly uh, absent from those Super Bowl ads. Apparently wasn't available. Uh, Demi Moore. She... Uh, Still has those little clay pots she made with Patrick Swayze 34 years ago in Ghost. 
She says, uh, they're pitiful and the saddest looking things. Well, the first thing that just popped into my head was meeting Patrick for the first time. He took his shirt off and I was like, oh, got it. Get on behind me. <laughs> I would imagine that was probably something, uh, yeah. you know, it's like a, like a hot chick in front of you for the first time. And I'm sure he felt it, too. I'm sure he did. He did Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, Snoop Dogg and Master P are suing Walmart and the cereal brand Post Foods for allegedly conspiring to hide Snoop cereal. The cereal launched in Walmart's stores last July, and the suit claims that customers complained they could no longer find it a few months later. When Walmart's website showed the cereal to be completely sold out everywhere, store employees found boxes of it hidden in a stock room. Oh, shizzle. Like, chain-wide? Yeah. Uh, both Post and Walmart said they did nothing wrong with Post going on to, to say uh, consumer demand did not meet expectations. I don't believe that. I think everybody wanted a, a piece of the Snoop cereal. Well, I mean, if your company has paid for the shelf space, yeah, which really is kind of a deal, uh, a, a real thing, yeah, and they don't put it on the shelves, yeah, got to tell you, I think Snoop's in the right. I think he is, too. And Master P. Uh... Didn't I tell you what I saw on TikTok? Because I'm all about TikTok now. But it was a guy who was going for a can of, uh, um, like, Hormel chili. Right. It, but it had one of those. Oh, it was corned beef in a can. That's sure. what it was. Corn, Hormel corned beef in a can. And it had one of those uh, things that they put, like, um, deodorant in to keep people from stealing it. It was, like, one of those plastic cases. And the guy was just like, "Who who's stealing all of the corned beef that we need to put... Like, it was the only item in yeah. all of those things. <laughs> well, apparently someone's stealing it. you got to protect it from theft. Yeah. It I is delicious. It is. Eh, it's not that good. It's not that good to protect it with a giant case to let everybody know you're walking for, out of the store. For with some it. people, that can of Hormel uh, corned beef is the best meal they got all day. Gina Carano is suing Disney. Uh, and Lucasfilm for discrimination and wrongful termination, and Elon Musk is paying her legal bills. Gina played Cara Dune on the Star Wars series The Mandalorian, but she was let go in 2021 over tweets that were deemed offensive. If you're wondering where Elon Musk fits into this, he has pledged to financially back users who claim they've been discriminated against due to activity on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it. Hmm. She's seeking to be recast, plus she wants uh, $75,000 in punitive damages. Well, good luck to her. Yeah, no kidding. I think she's a... Uh, Makes you almost want to start saying some awful things on Twitter just to get Elon involved in your life. Well, I mean, if he can uh, if he can pay my legal bills, yeah. then who cares? You say almost anything you want. Taylor Swift is threatening to sue a college student from the University of Central Florida who has been tracking her private jet. The student has been running a social media account that tracks the activity of private jets and helicopters owned by celebrities and other rich people. A 2022 report even showed that Taylor is the biggest celebrity carbon dioxide polluter. Taylor's team considers the tracking to be, quote, stalking and harassing behavior, going as far as to call it a life or death matter for Taylor. The student says he's not doing anything wrong because the information he gathers is completely public, including her tour schedule. Quote, the information is already out there. Her team thinks they can control the world. I don't think she's going to win this one because the FAA is a government entity and they require that all of these flights being tracked and you know you know as long as you have a tail number yeah you know uh where but the should the general public be allowed to have all that information though even yeah. for a private jet 
it's a, it's still part of the federal nice. aviation uh, system. Nice so yeah, yeah, I guess you're going to do it. Uh, let's see, Kim Kardashian. Uh, what'd she do today? Uh, she's set to be taking on an executive producer and acting role in the Elizabeth Taylor docuseries for the BBC later this year. We kind of talked about that last week. Yeah. And while her fans are excited for her, they're also reportedly worried that uh, between producing, acting, her fashion appearances, parenting, and all the other business ventures, that she's just taken on too much. Really? Mm-hmm. Just had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I took on too much was when Ray J stuffed his never-ending hog stopper into my spilly Wonka and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. You should see the fizzy lifting drinks. You get nothing. <laughs> Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gaped her coin purse. I served her a little frigatoni with meatballs. What are you trying to Did say? You ever have the frigatoni? No, I haven't. What I'm trying to say is I rootered that cootered so hard that the janitor at the P.F. Chang's bathroom. Oh, wait. Harder than the janitor at the P.F. Chang's bathroom on all-you-can-eat kimchi night. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's close. It reminded me of the time we were doing a wide world of sports charity appearance at the L.A. Zoo, and Howard Cosell bet me he, he could send the chimpanzees into a sexual frenzy using nothing but a ripe cantaloupe and a firm Chiquita banana. <laughs> Needless to say, I lost $100 to Howard that day, and the monkeys lost their innocence. <laughs> Uh, holy cow! <laughs> <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a couple weeks ago when the NFL allowed Peacock Plus to hijack the NFL postseason and broadcast a playoff game that you had to pay for and you hated it? Well, guess what? Everybody else hated it, too. Everybody except the NFL, Peacock Plus, and every other major broadcasting company in America, which is now seeing dollar signs explode before their eyes. Why? Because even though it costs you $60 a year to subscribe, people were still stupid enough to pay for it. And by doing so, that game between the Chiefs and Dolphins generated the largest audience in streaming history. And you bought it. Well, guess what? By validating that experiment, ESPN, Fox, Warner, and Discovery have announced that they have entered into an agreement to launch a new sports streaming service that you'll have to pay for, too. The new service, which has not yet been given a name, is set to air next fall, and despite the universal complaints from nearly everybody about the shameless extortion that was perpetrated between the NFL and that stupid peacock, the new streaming service will allow you to also bundle some of your other streaming favorites like Hulu, Max, and Disney+. Plus. In other words, it's cable. What does this mean to you, the guy who's already spending a fortune on streaming services? It means that if you're a sports fan, you'll soon be paying for this too. And why will you do it? Because you're a sucker. And ESPN, Fox, Warner, and Discovery know it. And so, for all of you who are considering cutting the cord and ditching your cable service to save a few bucks, <laughs> good luck. What I can tell you, though, is what this new streaming service is going to cost you. Although, if the Peacock was ready to jack you for $5.99 a month, you could watch Taylor Swift at a football game. Just imagine what they'll get you for to watch NFL and NBA games all season long. My God, that's going to cost you a bundle. Thankfully, with this robust economy and my bottomless well of disposable income, I'm sure I'll ver- barely feel the pinch. I just hope that when they jack up the cost of my internet service due to the increased traffic, that they go gentle. Because that sort of violation is probably going to be very painful, and I'm not sure I'm ready for something quite like that. 
But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to Rocky's, get the Craftsman Battery and Charger Starter Kit for Power Tools. Just 99 bucks, And get your first Craftsman Power Tool for free. Circular saw, jigsaw, reciprocating saw, an angle grinder. It's your choice. Craftsman Tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 615 in Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Nice day today. Uh, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 42 tomorrow. Same with a 46 for a high. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Dr. Sadie Allison, America's Pleasure Coach, will be joining us after uh, 8 o'clock today. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Nothing wrong with that. You, I don't know if you have uh, were aware of this. I've been doing this uh, little podcast thing on the side for a while. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I do. In fact, it's uh, brought to you by Metro Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Chicken. Be MetroJeep.com to find out more information. Anyway, I've been doing this for a while, and uh, you know, it's mostly like interviews with uh, with musicians. Yeah, and uh, and and like that. So for four years, I've been trying to book this one guy, and uh, nothing doing. Came close a couple times. Haven't been able to get it uh, going. Last week, uh, I arranged that uh, w- with the publicist that this guy has agreed to do it, but he's an early morning fella. He likes to doing things in the morning. And is he like uh, in New York City or is he? Uh... No. Yeah. He's actually in London. Oh. So if you can imagine the uh, the breakdown in time zone, they're like uh, what, like six hours ahead of us? Five at five. Five. Hours, I, I don't. Yeah. Need, uh, I can't even do the math. Anyway, uh, he wanted to do this thing at ten a.m., which would have been five a.m. our time. Now that would have been fine, but you know I'm here at five a.m. and you know, I'm I'm busy preparing for this award-winning Hall of Fame ready uh, broadcast. And uh, so I said, well, could he do it a little bit earlier mm-hmm. since he's an early morning guy? Right. And I got him to agree to do 4 a.m. on Zoom. So I'm thinking, okay. 4 a.m. our time. Right? Our, our time. Okay. So, you know, uh, I'm thinking, okay, I'll uh, I'll make accommodations in my day. I'll work around it. I'll figure it out. We'll do the Zoom call at 4 a.m. So I got my questions ready. I got a cup of coffee this morning. I'm ready to rip. I'm all I'm all Zoom ready to go, and it's 9 a.m. in London, so that's like uh, that's that, everybody should be up and awake by then. You would think so, yeah, because you know it's very when a when a rock star is telling you I'm an early riser, yeah. Sometimes that means two o'clock in the afternoon, right? But this guy said nope, nine o'clock. That's when I'll do it. So I get up at four eight. So I get up at three, take the, take a shower, have my breakfast, got my coffee ready to go. I'm sitting in front of the computer at four o'clock. Uh huh. 4.05. Oh. Nothing. Duh. 10 past 4. Oh. Not a damn thing. Oh. 4.15, and I get a phone call from this guy's publicist. Yeah. Okay? The publicist is also from London. Calls me. Top of the morning to you, governor. Just delivered the Zoom credentials to my client, and he would who can fancy a chat. Toot sweet. That, so I'm thinking, okay. Said. Pretty much, uh, you know, more or less. Hello, so, governor. Hello, governor. Yeah. So uh, I'm thinking, okay, uh, another five minutes or so, I should be uh, talking to this guy. Five minutes go by. Ten minutes go by. Twenty-five minutes go by. So now it's 4.30, right? It's 4.30. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know what? Uh, This ain't going to happen. 
because I got to get to work. I got to get in, mop the floors, uh, you know, change the trash cans. I, I got to do all that stuff. I got I, I to change the clapper and the bell. You know, yeah. I got to do all those things. Awkwardly walk by other employees who are in the building at that time. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> so like everyone here saying, why are you so late today? I don't know. It's a long story. Yeah. So I, I reach out to the publicist again. I said, listen, I, I don't know what's happening to your client, but... Um, He's not here. Okay, governor. Okay, governor. Let me see what I can do yeah, for right. this fancy chat. <laughs> so, so I'm uh, I'm still waiting to hear because, like, right now, what would it be in uh, in London? So it's like uh, okay, so All it's right. it's six a.m. there. So yeah. it's uh, it's now eleven o'clock well, in the middle of the day. Let me just ask you this: Yeah, how important is it to you? to really interview this guy out of all the people that you have yeah you know, these famous people that you've uh, interviewed these really interesting uh, things that you put out there is this guy worth rescheduling for had he uh not blown you off listen i don't, I don't want to say who it is because i don't want to at this point i don't want to jinx it even further sting isn't it no it's not yeah. sting but it is it is a guy that i've wanted to interview yeah for the last four years this is like one of the first interview requests i put out and i got nowhere i got a little bit of somewhere and then i got nowhere and here i am four years later i got nothing um it's it's a guy who between 1977 and 82 his band had 18 top 40 hits in the uk mm-hmm. it's a really big deal in the uk not so much here in the states but in london and in in, in great britain it was a big big band so I'm kind of jacked up about doing it. There's lots to talk to this guy about, but for whatever reason, <clears throat> he couldn't call on Zoom this morning uh, uh, twice. So I'm I'm thinking, okay, well, you I know, would just give up. No, give I'm not up. gonna. I'm not gonna because I'm because t- he only if I give up. This yeah. is this is this is my uh, my mantra for this thing. I never give no. I, I never accept no as the final answer when it comes to booking a guest for this podcast okay most of the people i have talked to have already said no four or five times and it's my job to badger the living bejesus out of them until they break down and comply yes but obviously they complied in some way going yeah i guess i'll talk to this uh american guy over there uh doing his uh, little podcast and right then, you know and then if he's if you're not that important to him right he clearly you aren't well clearly because if, like this was not a priority for him for all they know i'm just some slob doing a podcast well, in his you basement are. well i know but yeah. he doesn't need to know that when he says either yes or no well he's listening right now on the uh tune in radio i don't think he is i think he is I mean, he's like oh i'm so glad i didn't talk to that oh Bastard over there. This guy wouldn't even listen to his publicist. He's not going to be uh, listening to this radio show. Is he? Uh, is he known to party? Has he? Uh, no, no. He's uh, he's an older fella now. Well, it does because you're an older fella doesn't mean you know how uh, to party. To the best of my knowledge, he's not been known for that. I just uh, it just seems like what's the point in asking again? If he really didn't even want to do it to begin with, because sometimes it's a misunderstanding. Sometimes it's you know, you ever oh yeah that English lost in translation thing. Well, there's there's that yeah right there is the language barrier. But uh, have you ever talked to someone over the age of seventy about how to use technology? Yes, 
and you know how sometimes I've, it I've falls. I've talked to people over the age of 47 how to use technology. I, I yeah. know you have. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it falls completely on deaf ears. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have to assume that you know that's a possibility here. Maybe this guy has used Zoom but can't remember how to use it a second time. Right. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So I don't want to just, uh, you know. You brush the guy aside and say, oh, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna waste my time waking up uh, early to do a four o'clock in the morning interview on Zoom." Right. I'm gonna give the guy the benefit of the doubt, and maybe we can reschedule something and uh, and and make it happen. So I'm not gonna completely wash my hands of it yet, because every time I've uh, been tenacious with somebody in the times that they right. didn't show up for a Zoom call or a regular phone interview, it always wound up working out in the end. So, uh, I'll keep you posted on what that's going on, but as far as doing four o'clock in the morning interviews, I'm not a big fan. It sounds like you had a better chance of talking to Toby Keith today than you did this guy. To be honest, yeah, yeah I probably would have. Yeah. And how would you like him now, you know? Well, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be a hell of an interview? Absolutely. It's 623 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Dr. Sadie Allison, America's Pleasure Coach, will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's all kinds of uh, new implements of pleasure, mostly uh, you know silicone or uh, rubber-based uh, for your uh, for your pleasure and safety. And uh, we'll talk to her after 8 o'clock. Giddy up. All uh, right. Do you want to laugh? Sure. All right. It's Bax and Nagel's Joke of the Day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's Classic Rock. So a woman finds out that her significant other is cheating on her. Uh-huh. Right? So in a rage, she grabs a knife and tries to cut off his junk. Really? Very Lorena Bobbitt style. Yeah. Uh, she misses and hits his uh, femoral artery. Is that how you say that? Femoral artery. Femoral artery. Yeah, that's a big one. So he survives, and they go to court. Uh, He wanted to charge her with attempted murder, but the judge let her off because he considered it just a misto wiener. Ah, yeah. Is it a misto wiener? It's a misto wiener. (laughs) Damn. She should have cut that off and thrown it out the window of a car like Lorena Bobbitt did. That would have been funnier. It's been done already. Yeah. yeah you, you can't recreate the greats. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Here's your Western Mass News first. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Big Y. Join my Big Y today. Start saving. Big Y, your family market. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. You know, I try to manifest good days in my life. I say, today's going to be a good day. Yeah. And then it's completely ruined by a group text sent at 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> 6.30? Who's, it's a, who's doing uh, that? It's a, it's a thing my kid's involved in in school, and there's a, there's like 20 people on the group text. Yeah. Which doesn't need a response. You just take the information that this person gives you, and that's it. There's no reason to respond to the message. There's no reason to thumbs up the message. Uh-huh. And because it's the, not everybody's on iMessage, then it just repeats, oh, so-and-so liked this message. Okay, great. You know, I wouldn't send a text this early in the morning unless two things happen. One, my ass was on fire. Yeah. And two... Uh, my guest for a 4 o'clock in the morning interview uh, failed to show up on Zoom. But, They're the uh, only two uh, reasons I would text anybody this early in the day. Okay, but but school starts in an hour. It's 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 important information to know. It's not like... 
I welcome the information. I'm not saying that I don't want to pay attention to what is going on. I just don't want to hear all the other noise going on with, oh, wow, I'm glad you liked that message. This is the uh, this is the problem with the group text. We've talked about this before. Yeah, everyone, everybody has uh, their two cents to chip in. Yeah. You don't always know who the person who is chipping in those two Ugh. cents, and it goes on forever. You know what? There's got to be, and I'm sure there is, there's got to be a way you can message a bunch of people at once without it being a group text. Yeah. Where you just get it like individually so you're not bothering the other 15 people yeah. on the group text. Yeah. I'm sure that's available out there somewhere. Well, I just don't know it. Well, somebody needs to stop. Just put the message out there and don't respond to it. Unless it requires truth? a response. It doesn't require a response. It was just information. <sighs> <sighs> The Steve Nagel College of Knowledge should have a oh. whole curriculum about this. You know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Some guy at the Aquanet show wanted to make a shirt that was the Steve Nagel College of Criminal Knowledge. Mm. So the acronym would be C-O. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Steve Nagel. No, it'd just be Criminal uh, College of Knowledge. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, yes. That would be. O C. Yeah. No, I get yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah. I, I totally hear you. Yeah. That would be interesting. A doodle do. <laughs> uh, police. Let's get to news. Maybe we should. Nah. Maybe this will take my mind off me getting all upset about this whole thing. Uh, Spring Police in Springfield. Are, we're investigating an incident on Pearl Street overnight when the 22 news crews arrive. We can see cop cars searching the area what appeared to be bullet casing and evidence markers on the ground. It was crazy. 22 News has contacted Springfield Police about the incident, but we have not heard back at this time. We'll continue to update this story as more information becomes available. No, you won't. Stop saying things you're not going to talk about. They got a promise, though. They have to promise. But it's just, it's full of lies and broken promises. <laughs> You're going to rely on these kids to give you information about stuff? Well, I mean, it's the assumption is that's their job. Yeah. You ever try to talk to a teenager? You're not yeah. getting any information out of them. <laughs> these kids are. Uh, following a two-week investigation, a Springfield man was arrested for the theft of a deceased veteran's wedding band. Trooper John Vachar, assigned to State Police Northampton Barracks, arrested Antonio Bell, 53, of Springfield, for the uh, theft of a deceased disabled veteran's wedding band following a two-week investigation. According to police, the investigation began on January 19th when Trooper was called to the veteran's home in Holyoke after reports of gold... I can't pronounce his name. I'm just going to say it that way. Well, sound it out. Vas... Vac... Lavisek? Vaklavisek? Oh, like you knew that. It's just like it sounds. It's probably not even the way it's said. He's a trooper, okay? Why well, right, don't okay. have to worry about his name. All right. He was called to the veteran's home in Holyoke after reports of a gold wedding band of a recently deceased disabled veteran being taken during the process of moving uh, the veteran's remains to a funeral home. Following extensive interviews with individuals, uh, with various individuals, including staff at the veteran's home, Family members of the veteran and personnel at the Morgan Funeral Home, uh, Trooper, that guy, uh, narrowed down the time frame of the theft. Subsequently, the investigation led to Antonio Bell, a CNA who had been in contact with the veteran for three years. 
Records from a local pawn shop revealed that Bell had recently sold a gold wedding band matching the description of the stolen item. Uh, after a comprehensive interview and investigation, Bell admitted to stealing the ring from the deceased and pawning it for only $85. That's it. According to police, the wedding band held a monetary value of up to $2,000, but more importantly, held immense sentimental and emotional value. So you're still going to be charged with uh, larceny because that's over yeah. 1000 bucks or whatever. Even though you sold it for 80 bucks. Yeah, can you imagine that? Two things here. One, the fact that you're selling uh, you know, someone's jewelry yeah. right off their bodies, that's, uh, that's pretty low. The fact that you own a pawn shop and we're looking at a ring that clearly costs two thousand bucks, but you're only gonna dish out eighty. Yeah. Shame on you, dude. Shame on you. Yeah, I don't think he uh he obviously didn't care. He didn't care. He just wanted some money. He didn't really care that the thing was worth more than eighty five dollars. Listen, I've seen enough episodes of uh, of pawn stars to uh, to know how, how that whole industry works. Yeah. You've been a, a pawn star? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The best I can do for you is 85 bucks. Please. It's a $2,000 ring. Well, I'm sorry. I'm just not interested in it right now. <laughs> Let me get my expert in here who uh, who is an expert on stolen rings. Uh, a third suspect has been arrested in Vermont in connection with the homicide of a Springfield teenager in February of 2022. According to Vermont State Police, 22-year-old Elijah Johnson of Manchester, Vermont, was arrested Monday on an outstanding warrant for a charge of being an accessory after the fact. He's also been charged with a conspiracy to commit murder and, a- and aiding in the commission of a felony. He was arrested in Burlington after he was released from federal custody for unrelated charges. State police believe the homicide occurred between 10.30 and 11.30 p.m. on February 2nd of 2022. State police were called around 8.45 a.m. on February 20 on February 3rd for a, of a report of a man found dead with gunshot wounds on the side of Danby Mountain Road in Danby, Vermont. The man was identified as 17-year-old Isaiah Rodriguez of Springfield. An autopsy ruled his death as a homicide. Officers determined the homicide was connected to a dispute among a group of people regarding stolen firearms and drug trafficking. Last week, 32-year-old Ashley Wicks and 28-year-old Sean Bolson, both of uh, Bennington, Vermont, were arrested for charges also connected to the murder. I always wanted to go to Vermont. I don't really uh, spend a lot of time up there. Vermont's lovely. Is it? Beautiful area. But there's certain, like Bennington doesn't sound like a very good town to be in. Yeah, Bennington is perfectly fine. You get a great, uh, like the Madison Brewery in Bennington. Good place. Is that? uh, Good food, good grub. Perfect. That sounds like uh, something. uh, It's got its problems, but what what town in America doesn't? That's true. Every town. Every town. Listen. There are people that believe that Springfield is the worst, most dangerous city in all of Massachusetts. You, you and I know better. Yeah. I have a joke that I can't tell. I told you it yesterday. Yeah, no, you can't tell that. No, no, no. But uh, every town does have its problems. True. Right? Yes. Uh, a Massachusetts State Police uh, trooper retired Tuesday following allegations of involvement in a fraudulent commercial driver's license issuance scheme. Uh, MSP Trooper Joel Rogers. See, I can pronounce that name. You know what? The easy to pronounce names are the ones that are the criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Smith. Johnson. Johnson. Uh, Anyway, he was issued a dishonorable discharge on Tuesday and retired from the department. According to a news release uh, sent to 22 News from David Procopio from the Mass State Police, Rogers was suspended without pay by the department on January 31st 
after he and five other people were charged in a federal uh, indictment alleging they fraudulently conspired to issue commercial driver's licenses to applicants who were unqualified or did not meet complete the full testing process. The four others were MSP members Calvin Butner, 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 and Perry Mendez, who's got a new album out, retired in 2022 and 2021, respectively. Cause Scott Camara, who worked for a truck driving school in Brockton, and Eric Matheson, who worked for a Springwater company. Procopio said the state pensions of the indicted MSP members will be determined by the retirement board. That's the easy way out. Yeah. I'm going to retire. Uh, you know what? I've put in so much into this bribery scheme. I'm just pooped. I need to relax and do some maybe uh, racketeering on the side or, or <laughs> something to keep myself busy. How uh, how old is this guy? I think he's only in his 50s. Oh, cl- yeah. Clearly retirement age. Yeah. Uh, the MSP has been cooperating ever since they were notified, and they, yeah, they have the, it, it's under investigation, but dishonorable discharge for him. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, that's what happens to you when you break the rules. Dishonorable discharge. I've had dishonorable discharge before, but it had nothing to do with the job. <laughs> I've had it, but without really any of the honor involved. Yeah. Uh, Although I've gotten some honor, you know what I'm talking about. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I got some honor. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I did. You wipe it off. Yeah, of course. course. You think I'm a pig? (laughs) I'm not disgusting, for God's sakes. Holyoke Mayor Joshua Garcia announced the plans to build a brand new sports complex in Holyoke on Tuesday. It was announced that there will be a groundbreaking initiative to build a state-of-the-art sports complex that will be the new home of the International Volleyball Hall of Fame. Awesome. This complex comes from Mayor Garcia and local entrepreneur Cesar Cesar Ruiz, uh, leader of the USA International Sports Complex Group. Ruiz told uh, 22 News that having a sports complex in the city would help promote physical activity and community engagement. We're going to use the biggest assets that Holyoke has, drawing millions of people into the region. We believe in the city of Holyoke. We believe in the citizens of Holyoke, and we're excited to see what the impact is going to be to the residents and beyond. The complex is to capitalize on Holyoke's rich rich history in volleyball and propel its expansion. The complex is aimed to host over 30 events and tournaments annually with an anticipated economic impact Mm. of $41 million. Actually, this is a great idea. It is a great idea. And to be honest, I feel... (sighs) I feel kind of bad about this. I have never been to the Volleyball Hall of Fame. I couldn't even tell you where in Holyoke it is. That's how ignorant it's I am. It's up on that uh, street up there by the other thing. Yeah, well, that's what I thought. Yeah. But uh, but I've never been inside the building, and I feel like, you know, you know, volleyball is a very exciting international game. I mean, everyone likes playing uh, volleyball. You like playing volleyball? I don't necessarily like playing volleyball, but I don't look down on the sport. I think it's actually a pretty popular sport. Do you like standing around with like five other people and every five minutes yelling rotate? I do. I en- I enjoy yeah, that. I think it's a little more involved than that. It's not. It is. And you know what? This is the kind of thing. That I, this is where you and I disagree on this because you, uh, you you follow all the, the, the popular sports. Yeah. Volleyball is pretty popular. I, I'm not poo pooing right. volleyball. Listen, I'm, I'm, I think uh, you are. No. Have you ever seen uh, so how many guys? Would you say how many guys stand around? Well, six court? six people. Six guys stand around a court and rotate every five minutes. I do. That's that was a little Listen, facetious on your part. Rotation in the game of volleyball is one of the key essential components of the very game itself. 
It's what the whole sport was built upon, the ability to rotate yeah. positions so that uh, you're always facing a different uh, a different situation with every volley. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying into this at all. I still think it's a good idea. Build, I think build it's a, a good com- idea. Build a complex, include the uh, the volleyball hall of fame. Make sure there's plenty of available parking. So, if, God forbid, anyone decide to do a charitable event every single year, there's plenty of space for everybody. They didn't say though where they want to build this thing. That's what I'm confused about. Hmm. It just says that they're proposing this thing, 140,000 square feet of indoor space. You know what's like that is that you ever go to the Roots over in Westfield? They got this giant soccer indoor soccer uh, complex. Oh yeah, over yeah, there. yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I think it's going to be something like that. From what I'm what I'm gathering. Listen, I I, I know people that, that have owned uh, volleyball bars where there were like they had a, like courts on the side of the bar, and they would run tournaments like like all year long. They made a fortune doing that. People love volleyball. They love playing it. Y- yeah, it's it's better than say like lawn darts or uh, you know like uh, you know cornhole. It's better than all those games. It is. I'd take a volleyball game or a game of badminton any single day and any 4th of July party. We used to have a guy that worked here that was big into the Volleyball Hall of Fame. He actually does a lot of work for them. He was a coach. He, he was. was. A, it was a Division One college-level volleyball, volleyball coach. coach. Yeah. Yeah. Now look at him. What is he doing now? I don't know. Yeah. Actually, I do know, but... Well, you Nevertheless, don't want to say it. Uh, but it, but anyway, the, uh, they're they're gonna have like arcade, bowling, rock climbing, basketball, and volleyball courts. This bowling? Thing, no, but bo- well, probably not regular bowling. Why not? Because it's just you want to rush bowling. Bowling. You know what? One of my uh, favorite little TikTok trends right now is uh, watching kids go bowling and then uh, act like idiots. By holding the ball while uh-huh. then, like you know, jumping into the lane and and things like that. Man, that's hilarious. That's great. You see, see that's hilarious when kids vandalize a bowling alley. It is true. Do you see that uh, that one TikTok where this uh, guy is bowling and he he rolls the ball down the floor and the entire floor collapses? I saw that. Isn't that, that crazy? Is that, is that generated? Is that image generated? It probably is, but it's ooh man, what a visual! Because I can't imagine. Is it really hollow underneath the bowling lane? I thought I always, it was like ground was, level. I always thought it was at least 10 feet of nonstop concrete. Interesting. It is. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 46. It's 22 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. GG Inks. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 655 and Elton John with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be uh, very nice today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, a uh, mix of sun and clouds with a high of 46. It's 22 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 has your big game hookup. Go to rock102.com and sign up for your chance to win. We're going to be choosing a winner on February 9th. That is this Friday. One lucky listener gets a uh, $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill, a $100 gift certificate to the Tudor House Liquor Store in East Long Meadow, and a solo stove bonfire courtesy of Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the NFL and of Super Bowl 58. Your chance to win uh, before February 9th is right now on rock102.com, the big game hookup from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Have you? Uh, did you follow any of this Jennifer Crumbly story out of uh, Michigan? Not, not much, no. There was a there was a school shooting that happened uh, back in November of 2021, and Jennifer's son was the one that, that 
shot four of his classmates. Right. And, uh, I don't know if he died as well. I don't know if he was if he killed himself or if he was shot by the police. But either way, she was facing four counts of involuntary manslaughter after her son fatally shot four of his classmates in November twenty one. They're trying to tie the fact that. These parents didn't really care about the behavior of the kid, and right. then they're you know uh, they had left a gun unlocked, and you know that's the same gun that the kid used to, to, to go out. So the whole thing was the first time a parent has been on trial for the responsibility of their of their child using a weapon to, to right. kill students. Well, she was facing uh, four counts of involuntary manslaughter after she f- f- shot the four classmates in November, and she pleaded not guilty to those charges. But in closing arguments, her defense attorney, this weird, weird lady, weird lady, Shannon Smith, she detailed a series of snapshots into her own personal life as a messy working mother of four in an effort to relate to her client and suggest that she could easily have ended up in Mrs. Crumbly's shoes. I say sorry a lot, Ms. Smith said, and referred to a TikTok video that apparently shows the attorney apologizing throughout the entire trial because people are catching on to this woman's bizarre behaviors. Right. And uh, the attorney uh, told the court that she messes up a lot because I'm human and so is Mrs. Crumbly. The defendant is not a perfect person or a perfect parent. Ms. Smith said that as a working mother, she sometimes doesn't have time to take a true shower, but has to just grab a handful of wipes and scrub as best I can. Ew. Yeah. I realized I am Jennifer Crumbly, Ms. Smith said, outlining similarities between the two women. Calling your child an oopsie baby was designed to try to make her look bad with no context. She must have said that at some point. Ms. Smith arguing that she calls her son an oopsie baby all the time. Mm. Uh, Miss Smith said that she has called her. Uh, Miss Smith said that she has called her child a psycho or a nutcase, just as Mrs. Crumbly called her son weird in text messages to her friend. The lawyer said she doesn't own a gun but has a butcher block of big knives. My kids could easily grab a knife without me knowing it and walk out the door of my house and go play with other kids, and my son could kill somebody, and I would have never expected that to happen. Yes, but if you see your child exhibiting behaviors that you should have taken care of yeah. ahead of time, uh, can parents be uh, really be responsible for everything their children do, especially when it's not foreseeable? It was unforeseeable. No one expected this. No one could have expected this, including Mrs. Crumbly. And she goes on to talk about... If my son sends a picture of his junk to another girl, am I responsible for that? Actually, yeah, you probably are since you own the phone yeah, and pay for the bill and uh, you should be monitoring what your kids are doing anyway. You know, uh, this is the same attorney that uh, represented uh, Dr. Larry Nasser too, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of... She's had a... She's got some good experience behind her. And it makes me wonder sometimes whether she was... Because people were questioning, okay, maybe she's... Maybe she's the first time doing this whole courtroom thing. She's pretty young. But maybe maybe this is the whole time first doing a trial. And then they go back and they go, no, she represented Larry Nasser back in 2019. And did a bang-up job with that one. But but that's that's what I'm getting at. I think sometimes these defense lawyers are like, you know what, let's just make this easy for the jury and convict this woman. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, there there's ramifications for that, too. 
Yeah. Like, for example, if you're if you're on trial and defending yourself for you know whatever it is, and you feel like your attorney didn't rep- represent you, yeah, to the best of their ability, there are ramifications for that. Well, that's what I'm saying. She could probably go. This lady that got convicted, she could probably go back and go, "Hey, you see the bizarre behavior of that lawyer? I want a retrial." I mean, I mean she could, may not get it, but it's it's like you know, you can't not give your best effort even if you think someone may be responsible for a horrific crime she also described uh, jennifer crumbly's son as a skilled manipulator although he never showed his parents signs of mental illness no parent would purchase a weapon if they believed their child had mental illnesses uh adding that the crumbly's had two other firearms in the house and nothing ever happened prior to the mass shooting okay but if you're if you're exhibiting these weird behavior from your kid, don't you think maybe you should lock that up a little bit uh, better than you did? But 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 really, the point of this whole thing was yeah. the fact that this lawyer is uh, is kind of wacky. And now we're out of time, and I don't have anything uh, else to say about it. I guess it's seven oh one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know about you, but when I received my most recent W-2s to my upcoming tax filing, I had looked twice to figure out where all the money went to. That is why I have a qualified professional tax accountant sort through all that foolishness. Minus taxes and various withholdings, I'm left with the meager scraps that remain. To make a long story short, I'll be staying home this weekend and foregoing any chance of purchasing tickets to the Super Bowl. You see, tickets for this Sunday Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers in Las Vegas is generating the highest ticket price in Super Bowl history. Ironically, the price for Super Bowl tickets on the secondary market have decreased by 15% just over the last week. But that means virtually nothing when the cheapest seats in the house is listed at $6,944 a piece. That'll get you just through the door because the average ticket price is listed at $9,850 this week. And if you're still, you think you're still saving 15% over the dopes that bought their ticket last week, think again. Because those tickets are still 70% higher than they were for last year's Super Bowl. And get a load of this. According to TickPick.com, the highest amount paid for this Sunday was a package of six tickets in Section 336 for $88,860. That works out to $14,810 per ticket. You know what I'm spending to be at the Super Bowl this year? Not a freaking thing. That's because circumstance and the federal government has made that sort of frivolous expenditure a virtual impossibility. Can I rustle up $6,944 for a single ticket? No, because on top of that, the current cost of the worst hotel room in Las Vegas would cost you up to $400 a night, with or without the dead hooker in the bathtub. That's a 76% markup before they even slap on the resort fees. And if I had any intention of flying into Las Vegas this weekend, the crappiest flight on the worst airline imaginable will still cost you nearly $700. That's 272% more than a normal flight would cost you to Las Vegas. Again, to make a long story short, there's going to be 65,000 financially irresponsible dopes crammed into Allegiant Stadium on Sunday while I'll be staying home scratching lottery tickets for a fraction of the price. And frankly, I think I like my plan a little bit better. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You wear Carhartts, then you know that Carhartts rarely ever go on sale. But right now at Rocky's, save 40% on seasonal Carhartt workwear. It's a clearance, so hustle before all the good stuff is gone. Carhartt clearance. 
40% off at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 714. And Rock 102. Uh, 42 and sunny for a high today. It's 22 in downtown Springfield. I just got to uh, correct uh, some information. We were talking about that school shooter uh, back, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. Yeah. It, the kid is still alive. I'm sorry. I get all my school shootings so mixed up because there's so many of them. Right. Uh, but, yeah, that kid's still alive. She bought him the gun. Is that what you were uh, yeah, saying? Yeah, apparently uh, mom bought the gun, and that's why she's been convicted. Well, see, this is what happens when you only get your abbreviated trial updates of the lawyer uh, making a fool of herself on TikTok. Well, you know what? TikTok is a great news source for most <sighs> news stories because it, it almost never uh, provides false information. How about another round of Am I the A-hole? Well, I would have to say yes. Well... Maybe I should read a little bit more into things before I start talking about them. But that's never stopped anybody on this show before. That's why we have you do news. Um, by the way, did you see the new uh, episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, my God. The, the whole scene with him in the car yelling at Siri was just about the funniest thing Call, I've seen in calling years. Calling Siri the C word? <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't get the right uh, information? That was a great scene. Uh, this one, uh, here's, here's a tough one. Am I the a-hole for telling my son tough crap? Of course, he doesn't say crap. Yeah. Uh, my son recently took a drug called LSD. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. Uh, I can't say I ever have, Steve. He admitted to me that he took it four, he took four times the normal dose. He's 18. He had a very bad experience and developed a rare condition called HPPD. Basically, HPPD is when you sober up, but your hallucinations never go away. I kind of like the sound of that one. It sounds a whole lot better than it is. He says there's a giant layer of static, kind of like TV static on an old TV, all over his visions, and he gets after he and he gets after images when he looks at anything. Imagine looking at a light and looking away. You still see the after image of the light. He gets this effect with anything. Uh, he's described it as debilitating. He's been dealing with this for over three months before telling me when he told me. When he told me though, I was honest. According to the research he's done, it's most likely permanent. You took an illegal drug despite having been taught throughout your entire life that illegal drugs are a bad idea. You are 100% at fault for this. I don't feel a bit sorry for you. Accept accountability for your actions. There are people in this world who have major issues that were involuntary. You, on the other hand, made a willfully, uh, you willfully made a stupid decision. You knew better. Tough crap. And I mean what I say. I don't feel sorry for you dealing with negative consequences to actions that are obviously bad actions. From a young age, we've all been taught that drugs are dangerous and have serious consequences. I'm not going to offer you my sympathy when you willfully engage in dangerous behavior. You make your own bed now and you sleep in it. If he would have been uh, tricked or unknowingly had taken the drug, then I'd be sympathetic. But not from you willfully taking the drug, let alone intentionally taking four times the dose. He's mad at me and won't talk to me, and I see this as a lack of accountability. We all make mistakes in life, but uh, seem mistakes are just plain stupid and shouldn't happen to begin with. So, am I the a-hole? Oh, boy, there's so much to unpack here, Steve. Uh, two things. One, uh, she's probably right. Yeah. Uh, but on the other hand, if you had a mother that was uh, yelling at you like that, too. Dad is a dad. It's a dad. If you had a dad that was hollering at you like that. I'd be taking four times I, the amount of LSD, too. I'd be taking ten times just to shut him up. Um, The kid is 18. 
there are many instances of young people making mistakes mm-hmm. and then having to pay for the price of that afterwards. I don't think as a parent it's probably not very helpful to say, yeah, you do. I mean, at least, at least say, yeah, you screwed up, but I still care about you anyway, and, uh, you know, maybe this will be a lesson to you in the future. I think there's a balance here. I mean, it, in, in many ways, they're absolutely right. You know, bad behavior has consequences, and here's your set of consequences for your mistakes. Right. On the other hand, I think you're right. There's, there's a way to deal with this sternly, but in a, in a loving way, as opposed to this, you know, hard-ass, you know, tight-fisted uh, type of approach. You're not no, my no. son, damn it. <laughs> get out of this house and don't ever come back and look at me. My, my dad kicked my brother out of the house for bringing home, uh, wearing an earring the one day. No Just- son of mine's going to be wearing an earring. Get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> How long was your brother out of the house? Uh, about uh, three hours until he finally decided to take the thing out and then not be a douche like everybody else his age was being at the time. This was back in the 80s where everybody was doing the one earring thing yeah. in the ear. Yeah. And he went and got the one earring put in. And then my dad, you know, I think my dad saw that uh, as because he was homophobic. So he just felt that that was not a thing for a man to do sure. kind of thing. Like, sure. Get out of my house kind of thing. And then uh, my brother came back See, I, with I, a big I, hole in his ear. Did you ever get one? No, I never got one. I got one. In, uh, in college. Why? Because everyone was doing it. And you know, I like to express my own individuality by doing what everybody else does. If everybody was binge drinking at uh, Marquette University, would you go along with it too? Yes. Now, here's the most uh, masculine thing about that whole story. Yeah. Uh, because I'm all thumbs, I was never able to get it back in once I took it out. So once uh, that happened, I said, well, in the hell of it, uh, what a waste of money that was. I never put it back in. Yeah. Yeah. So it was about eight or nine months of having an earring and decided, well, I don't know how to put it back in, so to hell with it. Well, you're not supposed to take it out for at least like two or three months, right? Isn't yeah, that, and, I, uh, and I did that, or, you know, however long it took. And yeah. then uh, when it was time to put it back in, I couldn't get it in, so I gave up. Kind of a dirty, disgusting thing to be doing to your it, body. It, it, it is. It is. Because how many people, I bet you there's more people that play with the thing and have the thing gets infected mm-hmm. than there are people that successfully leave it in. Yeah, right. Especially for the first time you're doing it. You know what I mean? But now, you know, dudes are uh, piercing all kinds of things that, uh, <laughs> you know, I just like, yeah, your dad's going to kick you out for getting one of them uh, Prince Alberts? I don't think so. No son of mine's going to be wearing a stud on his junk. <laughs> Dad, it's a clip-on. <laughs> it's a clip. Oh, yeah. that's That must be a pretty painful one, though. A clip-on for that. <laughs> do you want to do another one? or? Uh, uh, yeah, I'll give me a quick one. Am I the a-hole for refusing to go to Dubai after my friend invited his stepbrother who has a history of shoplifting and running out on restaurant bills? He's now calling me a racist. For the past five months, me and my friend Tim had a trip to Dubai planned. We were going to fly there with business class with our credit card points. We got a beautiful spot in the marina. However, last minute he says he wants to bring along his stepbrother. Now his stepbrother has a history of stealing, and I've seen him do it when we went to Miami together. But I don't want to be there if he tries that in the Middle East. I told Tom I'm not going with him and that if he comes, I will cancel. Now Tom and his brother are calling me a racist. Tom's stepbrother happens to be black. Uh, Tom's brother said he is not going to do that uh, crap there. 
but I don't want to take the risk, especially when the consequences are so high. This is the, the getting to the point where I think Tom said he'll cut me off if I cancel him. Tom's brother already telling people I'm a racist. I don't think that's racist. I think that's pretty reasonable. Um, if yeah. you have a history of doing these kind of things, being it doesn't matter what color you are. If you're acting like an a-hole, then I don't want to be around you either. I uh, wouldn't go on the trip simply because it's expensive to fly all the way to Dubai. Yeah, that's what I mean. You, you go all the way to Dubai, and then you get arrested over there. They yeah. don't. Uh, they cut your like fingers off and stuff over there. They don't. Uh, it's not like they just throw you in a holding tank for twelve well, hours. The, the worst thing I want to have happen on that trip is you know maybe there's a delay in the flight. You know maybe I'm short on change at the duty free shop. That's the worst thing I want to have happen during that trip. Having a finger cut off or you know being put in a in a in a, in a prison because somebody I'm with may have stolen something. No, thank you. Well, I mean, uh, to kind of pull the race card in this whole thing, yeah. That's w- when you're not really self-reflecting and going, "Hey, maybe I shouldn't be doing these this uh, stealing and uh, vandalism things that my friends historically have yeah. known me for." And in, in this case, race is just like a you know, like like an accidental truth. You know, it's like yeah, has nothing to do with your decision making at all. Just it happens to be a a, a circumstance. Yes, yeah. it's like uh, Applebee's billing itself as a eatery when really it's just a place that happens to sell frozen foods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you there go. You go. There's, There's a little round around the hole. It's 723 on Rock. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's so good at it. Uh, Pat Kelly is going to be at Free Music Friday this Friday from uh, 6.30 to 8.30 with uh, Trailer Trash. That's going to be a pretty big one at the Aria Ballroom at MGM. If you haven't been to a show in that ballroom, they do a great, great job of uh, putting it all together. But expect a good crowd uh, on Friday. Uh, Pat and the road crew will have your chance at uh, winning some pretty cool prizes. It's Free Music Friday, the winter edition, this Friday at the Aria Ballroom with Trailer Trash and Pat Kelly on the Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, did you bet on the Super Bowl, or are you no, planning on doing it? I have absolutely no plans on betting on anything. Uh, well, there aren't many thing, uh, many big things bigger than the Super Bowl, and even that's even before Taylor Swift got in the middle of the whole uh, debacle. According to a new American Gaming Association survey, a record 67.8 million Americans are expected to bet on the Super Bowl uh, number 58. That's 26% of U.S. adults, that's also a 35% increase from last year. Well, yeah, because gaming became legal here, so uh, sports gambling. And didn't it become legal in several other states as well? I want to say like almost like two-thirds of Americans are now living in jurisdictions which allow legal sports gambling. So now they're expecting... Like twenty three point one billion dollars to be wow. spent on on bets for the Super Bowl. That's cra- That's up sixteen billion from last year. Uh, up from oh, it's up from sixteen billion, not up sixteen billion yeah. total. Forty six percent of gamblers will make wagers online. Thirty six percent will just put some uh, money up casually with friends. Twenty four percent will participate in office pools like those squares competitions. Fourteen percent will go through an actual bookie, and eleven percent of people place bets. Out of physical sports books. That's kind of like a, a job that's went by the uh, 
way of the dinosaurs, the sports bookie. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, with the access to online gambling now, uh, you're only using a bookie if you're in a jurisdiction that doesn't allow sports gambling. I got to tell you, I, I feel bad for the, uh, the old-fashioned bookie. Yeah. You know, you go behind like a like some sort of a restaurant and you meet some guy in a track suit and yeah. you say I want to put $50 on the on the Chiefs. Yeah. And then and, and the Chiefs wind up losing and your kneecaps get broken. You know, you know, those kinds of uh you know do it yourself mon pa organizations are really kind of uh, you know going by the wayside. And I think that's a shame. It is a shame. And uh where where how can how can a guy get beaten up for not having the money? left anymore you know what it, it, it's it's it really kind of takes the fun out of gambling if you can't expect like a tire iron around the kneecaps you know what i mean yeah i mean i, I to me that's uh that's part of the fun it's yeah. part of the excitement i mean if you lose it like mgm they just send you a shrug emoji well yeah sorry. or you know maybe yeah. they'll take a few points off your uh off your courtesy card well, or they'll whatever give, they'll give you a bonus bet We'll give you a bonus bet. You lost your shirt this time. I'm sure next time will be different. Yeah, we'll increase the odds for this one next time. But 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 that's what I mean. It's like it's not like you're facing anybody. You're putting the money up front. You yeah. have to put the money up front. It's not like a bookie where you're like, oh, I'll borrow a thousand bucks from you because I know this bet's going to be sure, and then you lose five thousand dollars. Well, that's because it was a trust based system. Yeah, you know, it was based on I trust that you will pay me what I have either won. Or you will pay me what you have lost. It's a trust system. And it's any, like it was never, you know, sometimes it was like uh, you know, upfront money, but oftentimes, like, I'll pay you next Tuesday for the gambling loss I suffered today. Oh, I see. That's how it used to be. Yeah. No and longer. It, and if it meant that your you know, shoes were filled with concrete and you're at the bottom of, uh, you know, the Congamon Lakes or whatever, then, that's, then, then so be it. That's none of my business, though. That's like the Kermit <laughs> drinking the tea. That's none of my business, is it? It's 731. News is next at Rock 102. Here's your... With Bax and Nagle and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagle. Thanks, Bax. Uh, on Tuesday, multiple crews were called to a chimney fire on North Main Street in South Deerfield. According to the South Deerfield Fire District, crews were called to report a fire coming from the attic of a home. Uh, just after 9.15 p.m., crews from Greenfield, Deerfield, Sunderland, Waitley, Deerfield, uh, police, uh, Shelburne, and Bernardson Fire Department, all six people showed up and were called in to help uh, due to the nature of the fire. When crews arrived, they confirmed that the fire was contained to the chimney and was quickly put out. No word on the cause of the fire or if there were any injuries. It's uh, getting getting the cavalry together. Wow, chimney fires are scary, man. Any fire is scary. There was a story on Mass Live. Uh, let me see if I can find that real quick. Yeah, Massachusetts has the most home kitchen fires per capita. Really? Yeah. Uh, a recent study from claimguide.org, you know, that <clears throat> well-known source. Yeah, the, the one that everyone has in their favorites. Found that Massachusetts is a state with the highest number of home kitchen fires per capita, with several northeast states following closely behind. The report stated that while cooking is an integral part of daily life, the risk of losing focus on flames during food preparation is a serious one, with 153 deaths and 3,225 injuries nationwide annually attributed to to home kitchen fires at about $477.9 million in property damage. Claimguide.org, a resource for examination of insurance policies and claims, said the Bay State is the most prone to cooking fires per capita in the U.S., 
at a rate of 188.2 cooking fires per 100,000 residents, or an average of 13,137 fires per year. It added that 71% of, uh, 71% of residential fires were caused by cooking in Massachusetts. We are all awful chefs. All of us. You, know, we should, you, know, you don't leave the stove. And if you got to leave the stove, then you know, do it to grab your phone and call DoorDash. Oh, somebody wrote in and said, uh, that's because bitches can't cook. All right. You know, that's, know. that is sexist and misogynistic, and I will not put up with that kind of thing. And maybe some bit of a truth to that. Well, that may be, but I'm not going to put up with that kind of thing. Because I don't um, want the ramifications of agreeing with it. I, uh, I, I've said this many times. Any kind of fire is, uh, that's like one of my biggest fears. Have yeah. A house fire, anything on fire in the house, including a kitchen fire. To the point where I have, I remove the knobs from my gas stove because of the dog. Oh, yeah. I just take the, they slide right off. Yeah, and, he, just, and he's cooking himself like uh, omelets and soups all the time. No, because there's been instances where the dog has, there's one time this happened, I came home and I'm like, it's propane. So I don't, it doesn't smell like natural, like the, whatever that perfume they put in the natural gas is this, a little bit different than the perfume in the propane. Right. I thought it was like a dead animal. I thought there was like a mouse that died or something in the <sighs> walls and started smelling and stuff. It was the the one of the knobs was just turned ever so slightly mm-hmm. on the stove, and I determined <clears throat> that uh, it was the dog trying to get up and reach beyond the stove to this little counter thing behind it uh, that he was trying to get the loaf of bread that was up there you know i don't want you to take this the wrong way yeah because uh, i'm a dog lover like anybody else yeah but i'm thinking your dog is kind of an a-hole well he's it's like having a bad roommate no i know really i know is. but with i think it's that dog's you know yeah. uh, bd energy you know that uh you know get, makes them all cocky around the house that means two things <laughs> yeah right uh, I, i'll show these people i'll uh, i'll i'll not only turn on the gas in the stove I'll chew through uh, the garbage and, and knock it on the ground. And then I'll cuddle up to him because he knows he can't resist my cuteness. Yeah. because I can do whatever I want. That bald one's a real sap. Yeah. I don't like him. <laughs> I, I got to keep him around, though. He's like he's the only other male in the house. Right. I got I to gotta, I gotta have somebody on my side here. You know what I mean? I know. But yeah. still, he's not doing you any favors. No, he's not. He's uh, but 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 he has turned the stove on before. You know, at least you could have cooked something. Does he at least wash his dishes when he's done? No, what? no, See, that's what I'm talking about. does. He drags them out on the floor and he leaves them all over the place. What a slob! Well, I, it's always like a like I come home and I find something, mm-hmm. and you know, listen, I. Everybody's like, put him back in the crate. I don't want to put him back in the crate. I think that's kind of cruel and unusual punishment. The crate was good for him when he was a little puppy. But yeah. the problem is the pandemic happened, and then everybody was home. Like, there was nobody that left the house. Right. So somebody was always home while he was there, so it really didn't cause that many problems unless you like, went out for the yeah. afternoon and he'd eat something. But and- you do know that, that crating is part of their, um, their instinctual uh, makeup. Yeah. You know, to, to be in a crate is actually a safe space for a dog. They don't look at it as punishment. Really? The way you do. No. It's, it's, it Even is, when he's like barking and wants to get out of there and all that other good stuff? That's him missing you but or, or trying to get your attention. But for the most part, dogs, once they are 
used to the crate training. Once the training part of it is over, yeah. they love the crate. They, yeah. they would they enjoy the hell out of it. So would it be wrong to put them in the cage and then wave the trash can in front of them going, ha ha, you can't have any see, of this? I, I think teasing him in a cruel fashion like that is that, not helping. See, that's what I'm getting at. Then he's yeah. gonna you know, he's clearly got a chip in his shoulder and he and he will find a way to get back at you. I, I mean it's uh he is kind of a jerk. But he's a lovable jerk. You see, you can't I, you can't resist the cuteness once he uh, once he cuddles up to yeah. you. Well, you can't have it me, both ways, Steve. You know what he does? He gives me hugs. He literally gives me. He'll crawl crawl up and put his uh, put his paws right over my shoulder. Yeah, yeah. You know what my dog does? What? He'll cuddle up because he's a very uh, he's a very needy dog. Uh, but he'll get real, real close uh, to, to, like, he'll sit between, like, me and my wife, like, we're on the couch. He'll, yeah. he'll climb up on a, yeah. on a blanket and get real co- cozy. And then he will uh, he'll launch an air biscuit like you would not believe to the, to the point where it's inches away from my face and there's no escape from it. You should have talked to Dave Ratner. The, uh, does your dog have gas? We feed him high-quality food. Yes, but is he eating other things in the house? Not in the house. I think he might be eating things outside of the house. Like what? White Castle. Oh, is that was <laughs> Chick-fil-A. You know, I noticed the car was down a quarter of a tank from gas from last week. He must have drove all the way out to Billerica to get to that <laughs> White Castle that's out there. Or maybe he went out to Pissfield. A man in, is in custody after breaking and entering a car dealership in Pissfield around 7 p.m. Monday night. I believe it's pronounced Pittsfield. Have you ever been there? I have. I don't think you know how to pronounce it properly. Uh, the Nissan of the Pissfield Auto de- uh, dealership was broken into and a safe was stolen by a man who left the area on foot. Police collected uh, initial evidence at the scene and spoke with one witness. After further investigation, the suspect was identified as 48-year-old Joseph Damari of St. Petersburg, Florida. He was uh, then arrested and uh, charged uh, and arraigned on charges of breaking and entering and larceny in Pissfield District Court on Tuesday afternoon. Get this right. This guy breaks into a car dealership. In this case, it's a Nissan Mm -hmm. dealership. Okay. But then he leaves on foot. Yeah. Was he not satisfied with the test drive, or apparently, did he not get what he wanted for his trade-in? Apparently not. That's why he took the entire safe from the business. Mm, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be hard to fight in court. I would imagine that a car dealership really doesn't have a lot of cash on hand. How many people are walking in buying a car with just plain old dollar, hundred dollar bills? Most of that stuff would be like bank deposits, like a checks and things like that. The only time I've ever spent cash. In a dealership is to spend like money on like a soda from the machine. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting. While at. I'm and waiting he, for my car to be serviced, and even those now have uh, automate. You know, you put your credit card in those. Right. Things. By the way, I went to the uh, Gary Rome uh, car wash yesterday. He's got a car wash. He got he opened a brand new car wash. It's a state of the art facility. This thing, first of all, it's only ten bucks. Not a bad. I mean, you can you can buy other things you know to make it more money you know shining and all this other stuff but uh, a ten dollar wash ain't a bad uh, ain't a bad day and it's like you're going through a disco really yeah and i, I actually want to i'm hoping to come back at like a nighttime uh i gotta see what time it's open till. yeah now does gary come out and like uh like buff your windshield he should <laughs> he should I think maybe we can uh, we can get him doing that. Now, is this one of those things where you sit in your car? 
while it happens, or do you get out of your car and you let the, everybody you know detail it while you wait? Well, there, there's two different aspects to it. There's the wash that yeah. you sit in the car and it drags you along the track like any other automated car wash would. Uh, but but it's got all these lights in there. It looks like I feel like I, I should be listening to Rolls Royce in the car wash. <laughs> Working at the car wash. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and then uh, and the car's clean, but then they have this detail center that's next to it. So you oh, could I see. And, yeah, and yeah. it's one of these things. It's like uh the a la carte menu. You put the you put it says, Would you like to add any of these other services to it? And then you can choose to buy the car detail, I think it takes, it says approximately two hours to, to detail the inside of your car. Years ago, I used to take my uh, my car to a place where you, you, you just, you, you, you got out of the car, and then like 35 guys would jump in the car. Yeah. And they'd be cleaning the inside. It looked like a clown car by the time it was done. Yeah. But these guys are doing an amazing job. Like this thing, like you could eat off the floor mats. Yeah. It's that clean. See, that's what I'm looking to get. I'm looking to get, I'm, I'm actually going to go back there and probably get the detail done. Yeah. And see how good they are about cleaning out stuff from uh, the teenagers leave under the seat, like gum and everything else that's uh, goldfish crackers. Goldfish crackers. Those like, the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought, uh, I, I thought my kids were eating too many goldfish crackers. Apparently, they were just storing them under the back seat for in case the apocalypse happened. <laughs> hey, we have food. My kids- oh, my God. All the grocery stores are closed. It's okay, Dad. We've been storing these goldfish for the last six years under this back seat. Yeah, we've been learning about survivalism in kindergarten. Yeah. And we thought yeah. a great place to survive would be yeah. in this car. And you know what? Remember when everybody was out of toilet paper? When we still had all those uh, those highlights magazines that you brought home? <laughs> See? Things, uh, everything comes full circle. Sure so, uh, does. So I'm hoping to uh, maybe, maybe get that cleaned up. But again, like going through a disco, really cool. That's awesome. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 23 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Hey, hey, Springfield. Don't miss out on a purple... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 753 and Queen with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be a nice day today, sunny and a high of 42. Tomorrow even nicer with a high of 46. Uh, looking at, we're looking to Saturday, 55 for a high on Saturday. I saw that. I thought that was unbelievable. Yeah. And that's great. I, and then I read this story on Mass Live this morning about this polar vortex that's going to hit us before the end of February. <laughs> so we're uh, going to be dropping down below 22 degrees and all that good stuff coming yeah. up at the end of the month. Well, but it's gonna you know it'd be nice to have a you know a weekend where it's you know sunny and warm and you, know, you can enjoy the Super Bowl without freezing your ass off. It's gonna well, be great uh, to prepare yourself for the sub-zero temperatures we're getting uh, the following week. Yeah, so that's there right. There you go. All right. Uh, next hour we're gonna be uh, welcoming back uh, Dr. Sadie Allison, America's pleasure coach. She has been on the show for years, Ugh. and uh, you know we're gonna talk about uh, you know how to make this year's valentine's day a little bit more special yeah you might want to uh you might want to not have the kids in the room while we're uh while we're interviewing her well most of your kids should be in school by now but if you got the uh, young kids that are not uh, of school age this would not be the time to have them listen to the show well those pre-k kids don't go to school till nine o'clock sometimes so good point so oh, yeah uh, yeah so you might want to uh, you know turn the radio down or listen to the podcast later on today brought to you by mark cut ford they got your back for sales service parts and rentals look at you smooth as silk just sliding that right in there. that's right mark cut ford in holyoke there that's you what go. i'm here for steve that, that's what you're there for. that's you're right the guy. You're I, the guy i tie it all together uh 
South Carolina is going to start uh, restarting executions with the electric chair and firing squad. Painless death not required. Yeah. Uh, lawyers for a group of South Carolina death row inmates who have run out of appeals argued to the state Supreme Court that two of the state's forms of execution, the old electric chair method and the new firing squad method, are cruel and unusual punishments, although the state claims that painless deaths are not mandated. The lawyers for the four inmates also argued that a 2023 law created to allow lethal injections to restart hides too many details about the new drug and protocol used to kill inmates. This, as 33 inmates sit on Carolina's uh, death row, yeah. there has not been a formal moratorium on the death penalty, but the state has not performed an execution in nearly 13 years after the drugs it used for lethal injection expired and companies refused to sell more to prison officials unless they could hide their identities from the public. Yeah, we don't want to be the, the company known for providing the death drugs for the people on death row. You see that story um, like a couple of weeks ago? The, about this guy on death row that was put to that was executed through uh, with nitrogen. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, so yeah, you know, rather than uh, you know hook him up to old Sparky or do the old uh, yeah. you know uh, lethal injection, they hooked him up to uh, nitrogen, thinking that would be a, like a painless way to die. And uh, what they found out was is that uh, it is not painless, and in fact, it is an excruciatingly gross. And horrifying way to die. And uh, I believe that once they performed this on this one guy, uh, everybody who was witness to said, uh, we shouldn't have done it this way. No, maybe we should. This maybe this might have been a very, very bad mistake. Um, I'm, I'm, if I was the victim's family of somebody who got brutally murdered or something like that, yeah, I probably wouldn't have a problem with with the death penalty, I think your your first instinct is to go, yeah, these guy, this guy should suffer just as much as he let my family members suffer, and uh, I can see that. Right. However, uh, I'm it's I'm I'm kind of against the death penalty only because I think being in solitary confinement for the rest of your life is far worse than any. Uh, I mean, at least death, you you that's it. Okay, fine, you suffered those last, you know, 10 minutes of your life because somebody mixed up the drugs or put nitrogen in your veins or wh whatever the deal is. Right. But you're no longer suffering after that. I would rather see you suffer in a in a in a you know, like 5 by 5 cell and not be able to do anything for the rest of your I think that is more of a, a mental punishment than anything. Well, it hasn't deterred anyone from committing horrific crimes. That's for damn sure. No, but I don't think I don't think it I don't think it's what, you mean the death penalty? Yeah, in general. Right, I don't think it's done very much to prevent terrible crimes. You know, and the argument to that is, well, they get to live and they get to... I'm like, what kind of living is that? You, you're you're being forced to be regimented like that Johar... Johar! Mm -hmm. Sarnayev, the yeah. Boston Marathon uh, bombing suspect. That kid uh, never leaves his cell. He's in a five-by-five five cell the entire time. He gets maybe an hour of rec time where you're put into a cage and uh, you're, you say, hey, you can do push-ups now, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think that is like a mental, you know. Well, here's here's the thing. You know, while we could discuss this forever, we're going to be talking about dildos with a woman in just a few minutes. I'd much rather talk about that. Yes, but we like to diversify our topics of conversation, don't you? <laughs> it's 759, Rock 102. 
And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a couple weeks ago when the NFL allowed the Peacock Plus to hijack the NFL postseason and broadcast a playoff game that you had to pay for and you hated it? Well, guess what? Everybody else hated it too. Everybody except the NFL, Peacock Plus, and every other major broadcasting company in America that now sees dollar signs bursting before their eyes. Why? Because while it costs you $60 a year to subscribe, people were stupid enough to pay for it anyway. And by doing so, the game between the Chiefs and Dolphins generated the largest audience in streaming history. And you bought it. Well, guess what? By validating that experiment, ESPN, Fox, Warner, and Discovery have announced that they have entered into an agreement to launch a new sports streaming service that you'll have to pay for, too. The new service, which has not yet been given a name, is set to air next fall, and despite the universal complaints from nearly everybody about the shameless extortion that was perpetrated between the NFL and that stupid peacock, the new streaming service will now allow you to bundle some of your other streaming favorites, like Hulu, Max, and Disney+. And Disney+. In other words, it's cable. What does that mean for you, the guy who's already spending a fortune on streaming services? It means that if you're a sports fan, you'll be paying for that too. And why will you do it? Because you're a sucker. And ESPN, Fox, Warner, and Discovery know it. So for those of you who are considering cutting the cord and ditching your cable service to save a few bucks, good luck. What I can't tell you is what this new sports streaming service is going to cost you. Although, if the Peacock was ready to jack you for $5.99 a month so you can watch Taylor Swift at a football game, just imagine what they'll do to get you to watch NFL and NBA games all season long. My God, that's going to cost you a bundle. Thankfully, with this robust economy and my bottomless well of disposable income, I'm sure I'll barely feel the pinch. I just hope that when they jack up the cost of my internet service due to the increased traffic, that they go gentle, because that sort of violation is going to be very painful. But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Go to Rocky's for the Craftsman Battery and Charger Starter Kit for Power Tools, 99 bucks, And you get your first Craftsman Power Tool for free. It could be a circular saw, a jigsaw, reciprocating saw, or an angle grinder. Your choice. Craftsman Tools at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 813 Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 42 today. Sunny and 46 tomorrow. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. We're a week out from Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And there's still plenty of uh, time to buy your loved one uh, a great gift. And I can think of no better gift than sex toys. Absolutely. I mean, if you're in love and you got an itch, Listen, you got man, an ocean. Us two dildos don't uh, usually do it for everybody. Uh, that's why you got to seek out alternate routes. Uh, Dr. Sadie Allison is America's pleasure coach from uh, TickleKitty.com. She's written a bunch of books and has a whole line of of, uh, of sex toys that uh, that we have uh, had delivered here. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's on the phone right now. Good morning, Dr. Sadie. How are you? Hey, fellas. How are you? Good. Dr. Sadie Allison is a sexual wellness entrepreneur, sex educator, and best-selling author for over two decades now, and she loves giving us toys each and every year. This is like uh, Christmas mm-hmm. for us in uh, in February. That's right. Yeah. I do love sending you my Tickle Kitty toys every year. I look forward to it. You yeah. know, what I'm always amazed by, uh, Doctor, and, and we say this every single year, is like every year there's another technological advancement in sex toys, and... You know, it's like for a while, it's like you know USB charge. Then it was Bluetooth, and now what? What are the what are the big giant developments in uh, in 
into sex toys today? Well, I'm glad you asked because it was so fascinating to me. There's this new technology. It's called Air Pleasure. And there's a company called Womanizer, and they have this new product. Um, It's a brand new model. It's called the Womanizer Next 3D. And it basically is the 60-second orgasm for women. 60-second? Yes. <laughs> I mean, are you are you timing this like a like a NASCAR pit crew kind of thing? No, it is like I said. You know, you were asking about the latest and greatest. And so this technology, it has a silicone tip and it's got a gentle air suction. And so you use the woman uses it right on the pleasure button, and it gets you there. When I heard about this, I had the womanizer send me one. I was like, I got to try this out because yeah, come on, right. sixty seconds, and it works because it's focused stimulation right where the 8,000 nerve endings are on a woman's body right there on that little tip. And it does get you there. And it's amazing. And it's, it's especially good if, if you're a woman who's had trouble achieving the big O and need a little extra help. Right. Now, but but it's just incredible. But these little uh, sucking devices have been out for, for a little while. But what, what makes this one uh, so special? So this, this Womanizer Next 3D has three new depths. So basically, you can control a deeper or more rumbly sensation around your area Uh and then 10 different escalating (laughs) suction speeds. So you basically, in essence, have 30 different um, stimulations that you can choose from. And it's got... Or, or get. Okay, yeah. Doctor, how am I supposed to keep up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, hey, you know let's say, Nothing uh, can ever take the place of a nice warm body with a nice, those nice cuddles and hugs, and these toys certainly don't take out the garbage. So, 60 seconds. <laughs> 60 seconds. Who's got yeah. that kind of time? Yeah, nobody has that kind of time. <laughs> right. You know, on Valentine's Day, is next week, everybody. Yeah. Oh, I know. I love Valentine's Day. It's just, it's a fun, it's a fun time to really celebrate, even though um, sometimes you have to speak to your partner and find out like what you want to do and what would be fun and you can plan it together, you know? And then, and then also when it comes to the romantic part in the evening, it's a good day to try something new. And that's the big, the big question I get asked is how do you respark a relationship? You know, you've been with somebody for a long time Things get monotonous, you know, it, it, it happens. And the answer is you got to do new things and invest some time and thought into it, just like you do other parts of your life that are important and well, I, priority. I absolutely agree. And, you know, uh, on the website, the ticklekitty.com, you can look at all these uh, these implements of pleasure. One of the things you uh, sent us, which uh, at first I'm like, well, I don't know how the hell that's going to work, but is the, uh, the arc wave ghost uh, sheath. I mean, what, 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 tell us a little bit about... Uh, the, about th- this is for him, right? This is the stroker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And I, I always make sure that in the Valentine kits I put together each year, and this year it's called the Cupid's Coming Kit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> D- double on ent- double entendre. Yeah. Um, See, I'm not seeing it. So this arc wave, <laughs> this arc wave ghost is one of the items in my Cupid's Coming Kit, and it's for the men. Mm. Because there's so many toys that have always been out for women, but what about the guys? Well, there's like thousands of really cool toys these days made just for men's pleasure. There's, yeah. And there's a ton of different types. And you know, so it, and, and a man should not be afraid to use these things. I mean, they're they're for they're there for him. Now, last year you sent us one that looked very much like a Yahtzee cup, but uh, but this one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This this one seems a, a little bit more uh, discreet. Like yeah, you could very sleek. Like you could bring it on the bus. That's right. It's 
small. It fits in the palm of your hand. And it's like a mini version because you've got these big ones like you're talking about. And so I thought I'd go with the Ghost because it's small, it's compact, it's high-quality silicone, and it's super stretchy. So when you look at it, it looks small, but it will stretch. So it is a one-size-fits-all, and it's reversible, too. So you just turn it inside out, and you get a whole new toy. All right. So oh, actually, so that yeah. – okay. Because yeah. I, I was thinking – this is going to take a long time to wash, you know, but uh, yeah. but now not so much. I, I was thinking that no. s- the stick thing that holds it could be used for something else, but apparently not. No, that's yeah. actually designed after you do rinse off yeah. your ghost. You can set it back on that plastic thing and it's a holder for the toy to dry. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's, that's a great addition to the curio cabinet, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys have planned for Valentine's Day? Uh, well, looks like this ArcWave Ghost is about as far as I'm going to go with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, but Zach's here. Right? Yeah. So my my uh, my fifth anniversary is coming up two days after uh, Valentine's Day on the 16th. Okay. So you know we're going to have some uh, we'll have some practice time, and then uh, you know maybe we'll figure out uh, you know, the best way to use these to uh, do whatever. Because like the one thing uh, that we did get. Is the uh, the enchanted flutter, which is a uh, which you know it is about this, it's about the same weight ratio as say like a, I'm trying to imagine this like a leaf blower. Yeah, like a leaf. Yeah, Yeah, it's like a it's like a leaf blower. Yeah, and this is uh, this is like a this is like almost like a implement of of real torture here. What tell me about about this thing? I wanted to show you guys. Um, some of the latest and greatest in dual stimulation rabbit toys. All right. And so so this is one of those. What, what, um, oh, you, 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 I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you saw the video that I sent you that we made last year with the one with the cute little butterfly uh, on the outside of it. Uh-huh. This one has more yeah. look like antenna of the butterfly. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like the top of a giraffe's head. <laughs> <laughs> well, those antenna are very soft. And the vibration travels right through those silicone antenna tips. Mm-hmm. And she, and when she's using this toy, she's getting stimulation in all the right places. And if you look on on it, you'll see these little um, bumps on the inside, which is rotating. Jesus, got rotating pieces inside to provide stimulation on sensitive nerve endings. This, this, so this I, and, I, I turn this thing on. It's, I just turn this thing on. I, I feel like I need a welding helmet to use yeah, something like this. Yeah, you need some glasses. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's yeah, an impressive. That's yeah. impressive. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, you know, there's there's toys for beginners and newcomers, as I like to say. Oh, hey, 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 look at you. <laughs> Yeah, but you but yeah, the newcomer. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But you also have the uh, the Valentine gift guide, and there's still plenty of time uh, to get that. What what is involved in the uh, in the in the uh, in the Valentine's kit this year? Oh my gosh, there's eight different items. So not only will you have fun all night long, but all year long. All right. And I cherry picked every item so that there's toys for her to enjoy. There's the ghost for him. There's a vibrating ring, which is a couple's toy mm-hmm. that you can use together, and several other things, including my book "Tickle His Pickle." You know that, that's a, I, you know, we've you've given us copies of yeah. that uh, of that before, and uh, you know I've done a lot of my own private research on that, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. I, I've never really dove into it. But it is it is a book that even men can learn from, right? Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and, uh, and another another book is the Ride of Cowgirl book, 
that I wrote has a hundred different positions with oh, illustrations. Amazing. So it really makes it easy if you pull out a, a, a picture book like that, for example, for Valentine's Day, and you sit down with your partner and you can pick out a new position together. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's easy to do, not yeah. threatening. And have a little sex toy ready to go for a little surprise. I mean, that's the perf- that's the perfect kind of way to celebrate and reconnect with your partner and do something a little different. You know, um, the one of the things that I appreciated about the uh, the website ticklekitty.com uh, is that you know, in, in case you're not fully sure of how these things are used, there are there are some graphics that give you an idea of what you're supposed to do with these things. Because you know, on mm-hmm. on the surface, unless you you don't know, you can say, well, what the hell is this? And then then when you see, it, it's like, oh, well, then that makes all the sense in the world. Like the, the that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, a lot of people, you know, could be you know holding it up to their ear like it's a telephone. You're, 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 you're you know, you're, you, you, you can be causing damage if you're using these things incorrectly. Yeah, they've gotten so creative; they're not so intuitive. But to your point, once you realize how how it is to be used, it makes all the sense, and then you can have a blast. Well, there you go. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the the Go Love CBD serum that uh, you got there? Yeah, yeah. What's what's so, going on so with that? I, I created this. Um, this is a, a CBD intimate serum it's called Go Love, and I created this with a formulation scientist a little while back uh, because there was no um, really clean water-based CBD lubricant on mm. the market. And I was sitting there looking for some for myself, and I knew it would be a great thing, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, you know, someone needs to make this. <laughs> so uh, long story short, I created Go Love CBD serum. And it's got the uh, two milligrams per pump. So it actually helps with sexual anxiety. You know, a lot of people are up in their heads in the bedrooms. And, um, you know, seven out of ten women actually like to drink a glass of wine or something mm. before they're going to be intimate so that they can relax. And that's a big number. So when you use CBD in an intimate lube, now you get that therapeutic effect where it can help relax you a little bit as if you had that drink. Can you, so it's a plant-based medicine, much cleaner and nicer for your body. Yeah, I'm more interested in a THC version because you really have to be high if you want to have <laughs> sex with me anyway. <laughs> uh, I don't think that. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah you, you haven't been around me enough. You're only on the phone. That's yeah, why we didn't do a Zoom call. And then uh, you got one more, one more thing here we didn't uh, we didn't uh, touch on yet. The uh, the French Kiss uh, Suck and Play set is that from Fisher Price? Uh, I don't Richard? think so. I don't think so. <laughs> it could be, huh? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh, so this toy is really cute. It's ergonomic. It's a, like a little ball that fits in the palm of your hand, and it's got these little tongue ticklers with like eight different vibration speeds mm-hmm. and escalations. So it's a it's a topical toy that you can use together during foreplay. She can use for self pleasure, and it feels amazing. I don't know if you guys turn it on, but you'll see. You'll see the movement of the stimulator. Oh yeah, and then yeah. It's interchangeable. I, I yeah. turned. So I the tur- other top. I, it looks like a rose. It does look like a rose. Yeah. It also looks like a, a little, like a mouth. <laughs> Yeah. Oh well, I guess yeah. Yeah. Well, Steve's a master botanist. Yeah. So I, I, listen, uh, I don't. I, I I haven't been with somebody in so long. I, I don't recognize what a mouth looks like. I just go by flower uh, shapes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, next year, if you make a stroker, can you name it the Bax and Nagel? Because yeah, that was, yeah. Uh, so we. Don't know, you think your listeners will use it? 
<laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, you, you never know. They've, they've, some... they've used us for worse. Yeah. Uh, that'd be some true fans. That's true right. Fans. Dr. Sadie Allison, <laughs> TickleKitty.com is the name of the website. The uh, the Cuba's Coming Valentine's Kit is available now at a discount, and uh, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Dr. Sadie, it's great to talk to you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, if you guys want to follow me, I'm on uh, Instagram at Dr. Sadie Allison. And the Cupid's Coming Kit is free priority shipping that Ooh. I'm offering. So you'll make so I'll make sure you have it for Valentine's Day. Perfect. All right. Dr. Sadie Allison, America's Pleasure All Coach. Right. It's Bax and Nagel. Thanks, you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. It's you Bax, too. Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 834. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-on bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Following a two-week investigation, a Springfield man was arrested for the theft of a deceased veteran's wedding band. Was that wrong? Yeah, it's had wrong. I had, had I had known, I, I got to plead ignorance here. Uh, You're not supposed to steal stuff off the dead. Uh, Trooper Jonah, of anybody, really. Trooper Jonah Vaklavisek. Trooper. He's a trooper. Okay. Uh, assigned to the state police Northampton Barracks, arrested Antonio Bell, 53, of Springfield, for the theft of a deceased disabled veteran's wedding band following a two-week investigation. According to police, the investigation began on January 19th when the trooper was called to the veteran's home in Holyoke after reports of a gold wedding band of a recently deceased disabled veteran being taken during the process of moving the veteran's remains to a funeral home. Following extensive interviews with various individuals, including the staff at the home, family members of the veteran, and personnel at the morgue and funeral home, uh, the trooper narrowed down the time frame of the theft. Subsequently, the investigation led to Antonio Bell, a CNA who had been in contact with the veteran for three years. Records from the local pawn shop revealed that Bell had recently sold a gold wedding band matching the description of the stolen item, after a comprehensive interview and investigation, Bell admitted to stealing the ring from the deceased veteran and pawning it for a mere $85. According to police, the wedding band held a monetary value of up to $2,000, but more importantly, held immense sentimental and emotional value. Following Bell's arrest and booking at the Northampton Barracks, a bail amount of $1,000 was set by a bail commissioner. Oh, he's only uh, $915 left to go uh, yeah. to pay his bail. He was uh, scheduled for arraignment in Holyoke District Court on the following charges of larceny from a person over 65, larceny from a building, and receiving stolen property, and just being an all-around scumbag. What are you stealing that stuff for? I mean, what's, what, what, what's wrong with you where you you feel like, well, no one's looking. I might as well take it for myself. Well, what people, kind of person does that? A person who f has no... Uh, empathy or any kind of uh, feeling of goodwill or anything like that. I mean, there's just absolutely no moral character. I mean, if you're going to steal stuff, steal stuff from people who are aware you're stealing it. Yeah, steal from a Kohl's or something. Yes. Those those Kohl's cash, uh, you can really clean up with that stuff. Oh, that's, you're not you, kidding. You take a whole stack of those from behind the register, man, you can go to any Kohl's you want. I mean, you can buy all kinds of uh, you know, great, you know, like, like a pair of pants. Or like a, I don't know, say like a, like some dishes. You buy all kinds of stuff. You take all kinds of stuff with the Kohl's cash. The only problem with the Kohl's cash is if you steal it, you have to wait two weeks to use it. <laughs> they don't let you use it the right. next visit. Good point. You got to wait to come back. 
The uh, Westfield Planning Board has approved to move forward with a proposed warehouse within the town. Falcon Landing is a 524,000-square-foot general distribution facility that would house one or two tenants. Currently, a tenant has not been decided for this project yet. We're just not sure as to what the impact is going to be because they don't have a tenant lined up, uh, according to Simon J. Briganti Jr., J.D., principal and owner, Landon Air Consultants, LLC. That is one hell of a title. Sure is. Try putting that on a business card. What's your name? It's a, it's like royalty. Simon J. Briganti Jr., J.D., principal and owner, Landon Air Consultants, LLC. <laughs> I, I that's I would uh, I would introduce myself that way. He said we would like a little bit more transparency as to who the tenant is going to be. I know that negotiations with tenants are always fraught, and there could be a lot of compromise. Uh, I I've met Simon. He, he doesn't really sound that way. Yeah, but uh, his title does. Do you use your full name? I never use the full name. I, I never understood that. Why I don't or why? Well, I mean, everybody, he's Simon Brigenti. Hey, can't you just say Simon Brigenti? Why does it have to be this long, drawn-out, like... Well, because in, in, in a business perspective, you want everybody to know exactly what your title and uh, qualifications are. I'm Simon. I own the place. Well, you could say that, or you could you know give everybody a... Or you could go... I'm Simon J. Briganti Jr., J.D., principal and owner of Landon Air Consultants, LLC. Well, see, but if you do that, then there's no there's no question what you're doing. Does he have to, like, uh, does, does his family have to go along with that every time they see him? Oh, well, you know, he comes home. Oh, it's Simon J. Briganti Jr., J.D., principal and owner of Landon Air <laughs> Consultants, LLC. I'm Mrs. Briganti. Uh, yeah. yeah. Si- <laughs> I, yes, I'm Mrs. Simon J. Briganti Jr., J.D., principal and owner of Landon Air Consultants, LLC. See, that's... <laughs> You've answered all the questions. Uh, anyway, uh, project uh, spokesperson Matt Watkins. See, that's a guy. I'm the I'm the guy who heads up the thing. I'm just Matt. Matt Watkins. I'm the project guy. <laughs> he said that it is early in the process to have a commitment from a tenant. So, so where we are right now is if we were to build this warehouse on spec, meaning we would move forward with the development of it, promote it. And usually if a project is approved, that's the time a lot of tenants would come out and express interest and might have an opportunity to customize the location for them. The 126-acre site will be built between Southampton Road and North Road, uh, also known as Route 202. In a news release sent to 22 News, the site is located near Barnes Airport in the city's industrial zone, which is zoned for warehouse distribution. Several million dollars have been invested in upgrades and improvements at the Southampton Road property owned and operated by a local family and developer. Mm. Um, but this is the one that all the people are complaining about. You go down Route 202 and you see all the signs saying, no more trucks. I mean, yeah, it is a pretty big residential area there, but it's also zoned for all this commercial stuff. So trucks got to go somewhere. I know. But uh, what came first, the industry or the uh, the homes that were there? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know that section all that well. I don't know if these are new homes, old homes, uh, and you know, new well, construction. Who knows? I, I think when people buy homes, they don't. They just don't expect anything to ever happen to that area. Ah, oh, this is all woodland. Uh, this is nobody's ever gonna 
take that down until you're 10 years after living there and see if yeah. there's a giant truck saw with the, one of those saws on it knocking down all the trees and gulping them up. I remember years ago, I was looking at a house uh, here in East Law Meadow. And uh, nice house, yeah. nice piece of property. And uh, the, the realtor said, I have to disclose to you that all that property behind the house mm -hmm. is about to be subdivided into a housing development. Oh, well, there you go. And that immediately said to me, I don't want to buy that house because that property is going to be decide, uh, subdivided into a housing development. You know, when you buy a house and there are plans for like a industrial park to just yeah. grow out of the, you know, shoot out of the ground, you'd probably want to know that before you buy the house. But if you buy the house and that decision to build an industrial park comes many years later, I mean, what are you going to do? Then, then I think you've got a, an argument, a, a valid argument. Hey, we never wanted this thing here. Exactly. When we moved in 20 years ago, there was only one warehouse. Now there's 12 of them. It's like people who buy like a house on you know, that abuts a golf course and complains that you know, balls are flying into their backyard. Well, what did you expect when you moved into into a neighborhood where your where golf course is in your backyard? I never understood that. I why never would, understood why the would complaint. You wanna, why would you want to live on a golf course? I mean, I guess if you want quietness, that's probably the best place you can be. But then you can't even have like if you had a party at your house on a weekend, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to crank up the music because then you're disturbing people who are trying to hit from the hole in your backyard. That's not my problem. Is it? Is it? I I knew some friends that lived uh, on a golf course, but they lived like right around the tee box. Yeah. So you like the balls aren't going to get into their into their property, and they in the backyard they had like a really nice you know, pool and everything. Yeah. It would have been a perfect place for a party. But that wouldn't stop me because someone's teeing up a shot. If I got ice cream, cake, and chips, I'm having a party. You're going to blast in a Gata DeVita right off the uh, back of your porch, right? You're there. damn right about that. That's right. I don't care how that messes up your shot. Um, let's Call see. a mulligan. That's right. Tesla owners have been reminded to keep their eyes on the road after videos of drivers wearing Apple's virtual reality headset have gone viral. Have you seen this thing? I've seen it. I haven't uh, I haven't tried them. I saw a guy on TikTok yesterday walking around his house wearing it. Mm -hmm. So basically, it's one of these things where you can, if you wanted to watch television, you don't even have to have a television. You, you just, you just earmark it where it is in the living room yeah. where you would want to be watching TV. And then uh, over on the other side, you can have your apps and your music and all that other stuff on another wall. And the guy's walking throughout the house and the things aren't following them with him. Uh -huh. But he knows that if he goes and sits down on the couch, he can sit there and look up at the at the TV. Well, you could virtually just sit anywhere and do that. If How how different is, because I haven't you know, spent a lot of time you know, reading up on it, but how different are they than the old Google Glass? Well, it's a lot different than the Google Glass because it has more sensory stuff. I think Google Glass was like the, you know. The, the original. The, the OG. Yeah. yeah. The OG. Yeah, the OG of. Uh, which one makes you look more like a douchebag? The, uh, the well, goggles all, or the, or the uh, which one? They all make you look like a douchebag. Yeah, but, I don't uh, want to leave the house that way. But again, this and this is what the point is. The U.S. Secretary for uh, Transport, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, posted on X to say that all current vehicles require the driver to be engaged at all times. However, one driver admitted his video was a prank. Tesla and Apple have been contacted for comment. Videos posted online show people in the driver's seats of cars which have an autonomous mode while wearing the Apple headset over their eyes. 
One was reposted by Budigig, who uh, wrote, Reminder, all advanced driver assistance systems available today require a human driver to be in control and fully engaged in driving tasks at all times. But that totally defeats the purpose of having an autonomous vehicle. No, yeah, I suppose. Another video posted on the day Apple Vision Pro became publicly available showed a man appearing to get pulled over by the police while wearing the headset in a Tesla. However, Gizmodo reports that he said it was a skit that he made with his friends, reporting he drove with the headset for 30 to 40 seconds. No, you tell that to the judge. I was, I was involved in a skit, Your Honor. The Apple Vision Pro headset went on sale on February 2nd with a price tag of $3,499. <laughs> See, that's not wow. worth it to me. No, it's not. Uh, I would love to try these things, but I'm not paying thirty five hundred. I would pay maybe five hundred bucks for one of these things. But you know, the funny part about it is, you can buy a very, very large TV for five hundred bucks. Yeah, you so could. why not just buy the TV? Because and now you can watch your TV no matter where you are for three thousand bucks. Yeah, what a waste. You can see you'd be lying in bed. You put the goggles on and uh, you can watch your uh, thing. I got $3,000 on my face of nothing to watch. I would like to see uh, maybe some adult content uh, through these things, if you know what I'm saying. Why not just buy a big TV instead? Uh, because it's a virtual, it's almost like virtual reality when you're watching adult content. If you're watching adult content on an 80 inch screen in your house, you don't need no goggles. And I'm, uh, I'm talking. But you need is like some plastic sheeting and a squeegee. And I'm talking like a, like a, like a adult content, like a State of the Union address or the McLaren News Hour, <laughs> like something like that. Yeah, look how big the, look how big that guy's nose is. <laughs> it's growing. It's like Pinocchio. He's lying. He's a poly. Yeah, lie to me, you politician. <laughs> lie, 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 lie. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to vote for you, and oh, I'm going to yeah. vote for you hard. Oh, yeah. I'm going to use one of those Dominion machines. Yeah. Does that make you hot and angry? <laughs> it should. You're right. Uh, hey, I mean, you finish voting, you sit back yeah. with a cigarette and a fish sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Enjoying all your things. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was a, that was a long oh, day. Oh, God, man. I had... Uh, at least I got a ride to the polls. Was it good for you? Yeah. Yeah. At least I got a ride to the polls. That <laughs> means two things. things. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 42. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 46. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. It's 851 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, I just gave you the forecast, so. There you go. Uh, Rock 102 is giving you a chance to go to the Springfield Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly uh, for February 23rd uh, when the Thunderbirds take on the Hartford Wolfpack. All you got to do is go to rock102.com by the end of the day on February 18th for your chance to win. Five winners and their guests will join Pat on Friday the 23rd. Again, to watch the Thunderbirds take on uh, Hartford, it's your chance to go to Thunderbirds game with Pat from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's reading this story out of uh, New York City from New Jersey. Uh, Florham Park, New Jersey, after an Uber Eats driver was arrested in Florham Park last month, an officer decided to complete the food delivery, but was surprised at the customer who was behind the door. Officer Mike Zlovinsky was on routine patrol on January 21st when he stopped a car around 8.30 p.m. Police say a random plate inquiry showed the driver had an outstanding warrant. The 60-year-old driver was arrested when it was determined she had a $1,000 bail traffic warrant out of the uh, town of Denville. Ooh, my hometown. Yeah. Uh, office, Officer Alex Tretty 
didn't uh, want the Uber Eats customer to go hungry, so decided to complete the McDonald's food delivery. Body cam footage showed him trading his badge to help residents in a different way. Treaty didn't know that it, at the time, but it turns out the customer waiting for the food ended up being Nicole Snooky Polizzi's husband, Gianni Lavalle. Shut yeah. your mouth. He was definitely surprised, but he understood the situation and was thankful of the kind act that we did, Treaty said. After officers arrested the Uber Eats driver, they parked her car at the Florham Park Memorial First Aid Squad so it wouldn't get towed. Uh, if we can take that extra step and give them the sense of peace and dignity and respect, we're always going to take that. I tell you, yeah, you know, it's not a cop's job to deliver the food after he's arrested uh, the Uber Eats driver. I mean, I, I, I give the credit to, to that cop for, for providing that service. I don't know a lot of cops that would do that. I think it'd be a lot of people... Your Uber drive your Uber Eats driver gets arrested. You don't get your food. Yeah, Simple as that. But is he uh, is he is he being like a regular Uber Eats guy and eating half the food before it gets like yeah? You, know, you think the Snooky's husband opens up and goes, "Wait a minute, there was like a large fry in here. This seems to be a large fry box with only a small amount of French fries in it." Well, I think the lady that got busted probably was the one who was dipping her fingers in the food. That's what they want you to believe. But I bet you that cop was hungry. He had to go through this entire arrest and realizes, oh, come on. There's a delivery to be made. Yeah, I got to drop this off at of this lady. Yeah, you know, being a cop is tough enough. Rather have to be uh, you're worried about those kinds of accusations. Uh, I was just reading this other thing here, too, about uh, Super Bowl wings. Yeah. And uh, they, they WFSB in Hartford had this story about... Um, Jay Timothy's. Have you ever been to Jay Timothy's in 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 Plainville, no. Connecticut? Unbelievable wings. Really? They are. I, they they. I think they deep fry them and then they toss them in sauce and then they deep fry them again to make them extra crispy so the really? sauce gets baked in the thing and then they put more sauce on it. It's so good. That's see, I like that idea. You know what I don't like? I don't like when when wings have been uh, sauced to such a degree. That the uh, the crispiness of the skin becomes all rubbery and you know mealy. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that at all. No, these are these are really good. There's an all out bonanza at a big game staple. Jay Timothy's Tavern in Plainville is saucing, frying, and then saucing again. Their popular dirty wings ahead of uh, Sunday's matchup between the Chiefs and the 49ers. This year's preparations are more hectic than usual. In most most years, it doesn't matter who's on the gridiron. Wings take the ring as the Sunday snack king. And it's a tradition, though, that Jay Timothy's uh, Tavern in Plainville starts planning for in November. Really? Because they have to order all the wings because they know they're going to have an influx. 77,000 wings are sold in one day Jesus. At the, at the, at, for the Super Bowl Sunday. That's a lot of wings, man. There's a lot of chickens being unable to clap for their favorite team. Yeah, well, they're, they're saying uh, it's because Taylor Swift is... Uh, you know, going to be making an appearance at the Super Bowl. And that's why the only way to, to really appreciate that is to jam as many wings in your mouth as you it, can? It says we literally take the orders Tuesday after the championship Sunday. We have five lines, and I have five people, and I also uh, have two people listening and just helping writing down the orders because there's so many of them. You know, I, I like wings like anybody else. I I, I will not, uh, I will not uh, you know, turn my nose up against a wing but i don't go crazy on wings on super bowl sunday i know some people do i don't and i you know, to me there's other things you can do yeah two thousand wing bucket orders or in other words about 75 to seventy-seven thousand wings jesus that's a lot of wings but they're good 
We need that's a place we need to go take a field trip to. Where is it? It's in Plainville. It's like near uh, Berlin, or I think it's Berlin. What's the uh, or New Britain? It's near New Britain. It's kind of a haul for uh, for some wings, isn't it? Yes, but they're delicious wings. All right, okay. Listen, I'm not against it. I mean, if you want to make arrangements, let's go. Well, maybe uh, the people from J. Timothy's are listening right now, and they would deliver us an entire tray full of these wings uh, just ahead of the big game so we can talk about how delicious they are. Well, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, delicious food morsels out there I would love to see delivered here at the Rock 102, 45 Fisher Avenue, East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, all 1028. But I haven't seen any in a long time. Well, maybe we should uh, change that. Maybe... You know what? A place that sells 77,000 wings doesn't need our help advertising their business. Yeah. In fact, it's probably hard to get a wing today as opposed to like on Super Bowl Sunday because they've been, you know, they've ordered ahead. Yeah. They probably, the customer walks into that place and goes, hey, I heard about you on Bax and Nagel. And they're like, so? Can I get an order of wings? No. We're saving them up for Sunday. Yeah. You have to order this three months ago. In order to get this uh, this this challenge, so there you go. Eight fifty seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two.